Welcome to the Funeral Fact Podcast. Our goal is to lift the veil of mystery from funeral customs and traditioners for our listeners around the world. I'm your host, Jeff Casper, and I wanted to welcome our new subscribers in now 32 countries around the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a review in iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app, or giving us a star in Overcast. You can subscribe with just one click at our website, which is funeralfact.com. And of course, I love to hear from our listeners. That means you. You can email me directly at jeff at funeralfact.com. Now today, we're going to be exploring pre-need funeral planning and insurance. And it's something that is near and dear to my heart because as a licensed insurance agent in the state of California, I deal with folks all the time that are, are taking the bull by the reins, if you will, and planning and making their final arrangements. Now, people don't come to a funeral home because somebody died. People come because somebody lived. And I hear all the time that from folks that say, no, I just want to basically be cremated and that's it. My ashes scattered at sea or in some other place that that was special to them. And that's fine, but I think it's also important to remember and discuss with the folks that will be left behind because the funeral isn't for you. You're already gone. The funeral or other remembrance ceremony, as it may be, is for those people, those of us that are left behind to help us with our grieving process. And it's very important that we have that opportunity to continue to heal, continue to to move on with our lives as we go forward. And no one wants to be forgotten, to remember and be remembered our natural human needs. Now, Margaret Mead, the uh, American cultural anthropologist, said, and I think this is very concise, when a person is born, we rejoice. When they're married, we jubilate. But when they die, we try to pretend as though nothing has happened. And uh, William Gladstone, who was the prime minister of the United Kingdom uh, back in the 1800s, really also said it very succinctly when you say, show me the manner in which a nation cares for its dead, and I will measure with mathematical exactness the tender mercies of its people, their loyalty to high ideals, and their regard for the laws of the land. Now, When you think about when someone dies, we've talked about that in other uh, episodes, Uh, but if there was a death in your family yesterday, what would you be doing today? And really, maybe a better way to ask that question is if you died yesterday, who would be making your funeral arrangements today? Now, when someone dies, you have to choose a funeral provider You have to arrange services if you are going to have those. You have to decide how much money to spend and pay for the services, and this is important, before any services are rendered. There's no credit uh, with funeral providers, generally speaking. And the worst day to plan a funeral is the day after someone has passed away, or just a few days after someone has passed away. If they're going to be buried, you need to select a casket. If they're going to be cremated, you need to decide what's going to happen with those uh, cremation uh, remains, uh, or cremains as they're called. Um, 
again, presuming that you're going to have a viewing or some type of a service, you need to select the clothing and jewelry to be worn. Um, if you're going to be buried, you need to select the cemetery property, um, decide how many death certificates you'll need, uh, arrange for the permits. You need to contact a clergy or officiant for the uh, memorial or funeral service. Um, again, if you're having a traditional funeral, you need to choose the pallbearers. Um, you need to provide a family history, and I'm going to get into that in just a minute, about all the detailed information that's necessary. Uh, Social Security Administration needs to be uh, contacted here in the United States, at least. Uh, if there are any insurance benefits, uh, aside from a pre-need policy, you need to file for those. You need to file any other documents um, as well as prepare an obituary and notify the newspapers. Uh, if the person who passed away is a member of a union or a fraternal organization, you need to notify them right away. And then you need to um, really look at uh, designing and um, putting together a, a memorial of some, site, some sort. And that can be a plaque if the person is in a mausoleum, a, a headstone if they are in a, a traditional um, uh, cemetery. Um, so all of those things have to happen uh, in a relatively brief period of time. And planning ahead for funeral arrangements is really a very old tradition. In the past, a uh, family would get together and usually provide for the final uh, emergency in one of three ways. They'd either have personal life insurance, uh, perhaps uh, their savings accounts, uh, or they'd have to go to friends and relatives to help to pay for the services. And we see it all the time uh, these days. You'll, you'll read a story about a tragedy, and they'll have a GoFundMe page or a trust account. Um, where people can make donations. Um, and, and typically, um, when you think of life insurance, it's, it's purchased to provide for the survivors and for their continued support or to pay off debts. And using these funds for funeral arrangements has never really been the idea of uh, a purpose for this type of policy. Now, some policies are uh, part of your employment agreement, and they can be terminated at retirement or if you leave that job where they may not have any type of lasting benefits. Now, some policies uh, have to be cashed in to qualify for long-term care by the state. Um, in particular, in California, uh, there can be a requirement that you actually uh, go through and um, uh, cash out insurance policies to reimburse the state for care that they've given. Um, also, it takes usually several weeks to receive the benefits uh, for a traditional life insurance policy, not to mention the fact that all of the permits and all of the other things have to happen first because then you can obtain a certified copy of the death certificate, which the life insurance company will want. Um, and that, again, leaves a family or those behind responsible for the funeral bill immediately. Uh, because none of these services are ever provided on credit. Now, even if you have substantial savings or, or cash uh, in a bank, um, you know, my experience is 
that often a death follows a lengthy, expensive illness, or it can be a tragic accident. And if there aren't things that are set up ahead of time so that the money's immediately available, again, you're having to wait for the money to come back to whoever fronted it uh, for the funeral arrangements. Now, costs for long-term care, such as a nursing home, um, are escalating at an astronomical rate. Uh, It's amazing how expensive uh, it has gotten to place someone in long-term care. And now, the fact of the matter is, is you'd have to deplete all of your personal savings before you'd be able to qualify for Medicaid or other uh, government benefits to help pay for your uh, nursing home care. Now, for those folks that have to rely on friends and family to accept the financial and emotional responsibility of providing for their final arrangements, really this should be a last resort, and it's not desirable at all. These days, more and more people are recognizing the financial and emotional advantages of planning their funeral and final arrangements in advance. It removes the uh, financial burden uh, from your loved ones and your friends and your family. It also, with in many cases, uh, in the case of the funeral home that I represent, it protects, protects against future price changes. So you're have, entering into a contractual agreement with the uh, funeral home to provide the services that you want to have at a set price. So you're basically locking in um, against uh, inflation. And then also you're able to make sure that your desires are fulfilled. Uh, You're not having to hope that your family can figure out what you would have wanted. Also, uh, something I call guilt spending, which is where um, uh, your children or other family members, spouse, you know, they, they get to the, the funeral home, and it goes back to what I said earlier. The worst day to plan a funeral is immediately after someone has passed away because you go there and you're looking at all these different options, and they have from very uh, modestly priced uh, options to very high-priced options, and um, people just naturally, and I, I'm not uh, intonating that a funeral director or a funeral home would steer you towards a more expensive item than another. It's really up to your personal choice. But what happens is you say, gee, I, I oh, wow, for just a few thousand dollars more, I can have this versus this other uh, casket, as an example. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Jackson was buried in a solid bronze casket. And not only does that weigh a lot, it's also exceptionally expensive and is no different. Uh, and we're talking about something that would cost, you know, tens of thousands of dollars um, versus uh, a casket that would be much more modestly priced, say, uh, in the uh, $2,500 to $3,000 range, somewhere in there. They, they both provide the same function. Uh, But the big difference is that, uh, like I said, you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars in more expenses. Now, for all I know, that may have been Mr. Jackson's final wish and, you know, good for him because he could afford it. I know if that was my final wish, um, I would not receive that by my family. I can assure you of that. Um, 
and and by taking um, the measures that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show here, you're able to really go forward and make sure that a your loved ones are not burdened with an uh, unexpected um, cost, as well as um, having to make arrangements that they really probably never would have thought that they they would have had to at that given time. So it's something to think about, and we're going to get into the meat of it after this break. Um, and don't go away. Uh, we'll be right back after these important messages. I wanted to remind you to visit FuneralFact.com to subscribe with just one click on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, the TuneIn apps. For information on how to contact our guests, see what's in store for upcoming episodes, give us feedback for future shows as well. disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. We are this close. We're this close. We are this close. Of our Mantinti. To making history. This close to changing the world. We are this close. This close. This close to making sure no child suffers a crippling disease. Ever again. This close. We are this close to ending polio. To ending polio. All we need is you. Is you. This close. If we donate now, we may lose this chance forever. Help Rotary make history at endpolionow.org. Moore's Mission Funeral Home asks, how do you want to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as somebody who treated people with love and respect. I'd like to be remembered as someone who brought happiness to others. I'd like to be remembered as someone who made other people feel important. I want to be remembered as the sunshine gal, who was a compassionate listener with unconditional love. I would like to be remembered as a loving husband and father. I'd like to be remembered as the one that was fun and loving. How would you like to be remembered? And who will tell your story? Start to tell your unique personal story by calling Moore's Mission Funeral Home in Concord at 925-682-1100. It's your story to tell. What will be said about you? Call Moore's Mission Funeral Home at 925-682-1100. Let us help tell your story. Licensed California Funeral Home, CAFD-873. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
We're back and uh, let's continue our discussion about pre-need funeral planning and insurance. Now, really, there are three simple steps that uh, you need to take care of when you're getting ready to set your final uh, arrangements. First of all, you want to record personal and family information. And I'm going to put a uh, a PDF that's completely downloadable and, and something you can fill out. Uh, and that's available to our listeners around the world. Uh, and again, all you have to do is go to funeralfact.com, and we'll be happy to uh, put that up for you. You can download it. Uh, by the way, in our downloads, we always ask for your your name and your email address, and then uh, it takes you to the uh, site that uh, allows you to download. And the reason we do that. I've had some comments saying, you know, you're trying to collect our information. And the fact of the matter is, in some cases, yes, because we offer you the opportunity to go ahead and subscribe to our our newsletter, which comes out about every two months, um, just giving you a recap of what we have going on and and what's uh, coming up. But also, um, to prevent folks from flooding our servers, um, and it sounds silly, but by going through that step, it limits you to the, the download so that you don't try and clog up everything if you're not a good person, which I know none of our listeners are, but there are spam bots out there that go look for these type of opportunities and, and basically just rack up the uh, server charges. So at any rate, you want to record your personal and family information. And you don't have to do this in any specific format, but like I said, I'm going to post a a planner up um, on our website so that you can download that. And that gives you an idea of what's needed. You can feel free to print it out and use it. Um, and it allows you to have everything together in one place. Now, then you need to select the funeral services and any merchandise. And, and specifically, that would be if you're going to have a memorial, a funeral, um, a reception afterwards. A lot of people don't think about that. Uh, they think, okay, I want this casket, and I want to have a, a memorial here at the chapel. Um, but also, um, I highly recommend folks consider having uh, some type of a gathering afterwards, and you can put money aside for that as well in this uh, uh, discussion. And that doesn't guarantee the price, obviously, but you can have a good idea that, that you want X amount of dollars to go towards... Um, say, the uh, uh, reception after the services. And and that helps, again, with the expenses. Um, and it really relieves a lot of the pressure because the last thing you want to do when you're grieving someone is have to worry about whether or not the sandwiches arrive and the macaroni salad has been refrigerated. It's, it's just not something you should have to do. Then you need to figure out how to fund it. And in my case, I represent Great Western Insurance uh, Company. And there are a number of ways that you can do that. And I'm going to talk about that. Um, And there are a number of insurance companies out there that do this. And and oftentimes it varies by funeral home. Um, Funeral homes may only offer certain companies. Uh, Again, um, part of the deal is that the funeral home is going to want to make sure that the insurance companies that, that uh, um, they represent are in good standing because, of course, those insurance companies are the ones that are going to be uh, paying them uh, when your final t- arrangements come up. 
Now, as I'd mentioned, uh, the first step here is to record your personal and, and family information. Now, the planning guide that I'm going to have up on our website is called uh, Life Passages Portfolio. And it allows you to go through and, and record those things that that the funeral director is going to need to know uh, that are very helpful for your family to have available, uh, as well as uh, include your specific memorial instructions if you have any. It also provides you with important information about Social Security, veterans, benefits, uh, probate wills, and living trusts. Um, and again, Social Security and veterans benefits would be applicable in the United States. I know that we have a lot of listeners that are uh, throughout the world, so I just want to make sure we have that uh, uh, clarified for you. Now, step two is is looking at your final service uh, arrangements. You want to complete that pre-planned funeral arrangement um, agreement, uh, which actually the uh, agent normally would do for you or the representative of the funeral home. You want to choose the type of services. Again, you want to take a look at the caskets or uh, cremation urns that, that are available. And by the way, just a side note, um, you can have, it's not just that you have to have your cremation or, um, remains on a shelf someplace. Uh, they have jewelry. You can actually have your cremated remains turned into um, precious stones now. Um, you, they have all sorts of, of different containers that you can choose from. Um, and again, it gives you an opportunity to, if you have multiple children, maybe everybody wants a little bit to have with them. Uh, and again, it allows you to, to take care of that. Um, you want to designate, as I'd mentioned before, any money for additional items that aren't provided by the funeral home. And I think I had mentioned the uh, ability to have reception afterwards, but there's flowers, uh, note cards, uh, guest book, um, obituaries, um, any permits or death certificates that would be necessary. And of course, sales tax will be uh, collected and charged on the material items that you purchase here, at least in the United States. And another item, and, and it, it, we don't talk about it specifically in the book, but it's something to consider, is to consider writing your own obituary. And I know that sounds somewhat morose to some of our listeners, but some of the most um, refreshing and uh, enlightening obituaries that I've, I've read have been by folks who were terminally ill, knew they were going to pass, uh, and as part of their final arrangements, wrote their uh, obituaries. Um, and it's, it takes a great deal of pressure off of the... Uh, uh, family um, and whatnot, but also uh, these folks had a sense of humor about it, um, and that really uh, not make light of of their uh, uh, death, but allowed you to get a sense of of really who they were and um, the type of of things that they enjoyed and their passions, which is really what we're all about. I mean, that's that's really. What makes the difference is, and what make, makes you, you, are the things that you love and enjoy. Not just loving, you know, father or mother, uh, beloved brother, 
um, that doesn't really tell you about who that person was. And, and like I said, what I had seen in a number of cases were that the uh, folks had actually put a little bit of that themselves into the process. And again, it's, it's just a fun way um, to convey who you were and, and helps you stand out in the crowd. Now, I talked a little bit earlier about setting money aside for a memorial marker uh, or a plaque. And, and of course, it depends on where you are going to be buried. Uh, if you're going to be buried, are you going to be uh, in a mausoleum? Are you going to be in a, a niche above ground? Are you going to be in the ground? Um, if you are going to be in a specific place, such as a uh, cemetery or mausoleum or uh, columbarium, um, you want to go out and purchase those items after you've made your funeral arrangements. And and the reason you want to do that um, is that, you know, those things are all real estate. Real estate prices fluctuate and change depending on the, on the market, the availability, all of those kind of good things. And so, you want to make sure that that you have that taken care of as well. And that also lets you know what kind of a memorial marker you'd be eligible for. For instance, if you're in a, a veteran's cemetery here in the United States, you really don't have a lot of flexibility. Um, they only allow certain things, and I'll share this with you because uh, I know my father is some, somewhere up there uh, laughing at me about it. On my father's uh, headstone, what he wanted to have was, uh, quote, see, I told you I was sick, unquote. Now, the Veterans Administration, when we went to go order his headstone, didn't have such a sense of humor. And so instead, they got loving mother and father. So again, if, if you want something specific like that, it's best to arrange it ahead of time. Now, finally, you need to pay for all of this and lock in the pricing. There's three ways you can do it. One is to purchase an insurance policy, in my case, from Great Western Life Insurance Company, and that locks in your pricing. You know it's all going to be taken care of. It removes the uncertainty of increasing costs due to inflation, and the policy guarantees that portion of your funeral in full, regardless of how future increases come. Benefits are paid directly to the funeral home, so nobody has to write a check. And your plan may qualify as an exemption from Medicare or SSI if that's the case. And so, you know, again, you, you want to be aware of that. I want to thank all of you who have tuned in today. That wraps up our podcast. I can't tell you how excited I am when I look at how quickly we've been able to spread around the world. Uh, we continue to grow in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Music Store, Stitcher and the TuneIn app. Uh, subscribe now. Just go to the funeralfact.com website. You click on your preferred podcast source and you're subscribed and all set up. I love to hear from my listeners. Gosh, it is just a blessing when I get those emails and I really enjoyed them. We've gotten some great show ideas from you. Uh, please email me at jeff at funeralfact.com. Again, that's jeff at funeralfact.com. And a personal note, if you like the show, please leave us a review in iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or TuneIn, or give us a star in Overcast. It really helps us bump up in the ratings 
and allows us to spread the good word to even more folks. I also wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of the people behind the scenes here at the Funeral Fact Podcast who really make the magic happen, uh, from associate producers, engineers, webmasters, and support staff. I'll tell you, we could not do it without you. Until next time, this is your host, Jeff Casper, wishing you great days and good luck. broadcast is copyright 2017 Casper Media. All rights reserved.